What's going on, everybody? This is Jimmy Rios with the Seeking Soul Podcast. I thank y'all for tuning in and listening. So about a week ago, I heard God ask me something. He said, is your faith enough? I'm like, what do you mean? I said, I heard him say again. He said, is faith enough? And I'm like, pertaining to what? We live in a very critical skeptical generation who questions everything and everything needs to have an explanation we're taught the theory of evolution in school we're taught the big bang theory we're taught or you know we're taught you know that we came from a single cell organism we're taught that everything has to have an explanation you know still to this day most people will accept the theory of evolution because it makes the most sense people will 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 lean on to the big bang theory and hold true to that because it makes the most sense You know, because by their case being built up is they claim, you know, the ones who have have came up with this theory, they continue to do research to back up their case in providing that these things are true. And inadvertently what that does to us as a society is it programs us to understand that everything needs to have an explanation. Everything needs to have a reasoning. See, faith doesn't always make sense. Most of the times, it doesn't. So then really re-asked myself and reanalyzed the question that I heard God ask me. He's like, is faith enough? So is faith enough to persuade somebody to believe in the unexplainable whenever everything that we have been taught needs to have an explanation? And I was like, maybe not. So is our inability to explain faith in a way for the somebody to understand are we hindering people's hindering people's salvation because we can't really truly explain faith now I get it many people want to embrace and accept the fact that Jesus Christ who he says he is I get that you know I've encountered that a lot over the past few years and some people says you know they don't want to believe it and that's you know that's that's their choice I can't make anybody believe we can't change anybody's mind but what we can do is I see a lot less happening amongst, you know, many people trying to disciple, pretty teach. And I'm not saying, you know, you're doing anything wrong or anybody's doing anything wrong. You know, how you testify in Jesus Christ, that's amazing. But I want to challenge you to take your faith to the next level. I want to challenge you to, to equip yourself with further evidence to truly take to anybody who truly has those daunting questions. Is, can faith be explainable? Can faith make sense? Can you come up with a way to explain faith to a point to persuade somebody? Like, man, that does make a lot of sense. Because it's essential to discipleship. It's essential to deliverance. More people need to have explanations for everything. But what a lot of us need to understand and recognize is the Bible clearly explains itself. It's, it's, it, it does. From an archaeological standpoint, from all the evidence found and continuing to dig up to only prove the authenticity and the reliability of the words of God. Like nothing, nothing comes close to it. Because the Big Bang theory, to any other religions, to the theory of evolution, nothing comes close. You know, it, it's it's almost as if the more time that this world tries to disprove the validity of the Bible, they only find more evidence to back it up in truth and with evidence. And this is a this is a, an event that happened in the early church a, a lot actually. Is we read in the book of Acts, and that the, that. That the, that the disciples actually had to like examine the scriptures. 
You know, they went and presented the evidence that Jesus Christ was in fact the Messiah. And by doing so, they turned a lot of people and persuaded a lot of people to believe in him. Because the faith wasn't always enough to persuade people. They were like, okay, he did that for you. All right, I need more. He did that for you. Oh, that, that's not enough for me. And, you know, it's some people, some with some individual, it's going to be like that. The fact that, you know, God had changed your life and God did this for you, God did that for you, you know. With all honesty, though, they're going to be like, okay, that worked for you, <clears throat> but that don't work for me. And, you know, it's an honest question that people ask. Because everything needs to have an explanation, right? So where does that lead us? Right? So you have an only growing world that continues to put all their efforts and money and research into the evolution, into the Big Bang, into the universe, this and that. And, you know, all of these man-made ideologies to try to, you know, get their point and get their theory factual. And they're really good at it. They're really smart. Like the, the, these, these, the, we have, we live in a time where there's extremely intelligent people that know their stuff. They know their stuff. They know their stuff so well. They built up a case to persuade so many people to not believe in Jesus Christ. But on the other side of the spectrum, is you're having more Christians not reading the Bible, not studying Scripture, not knowing the Word. They're not building up a case strong enough to withstand the scrutiny and the criticism and skeptics of the world. A lot of atheists, a lot of agnostic, a lot of other religions, they hold true to what they believe in. And they hold on to what their so-called evidence to discredit and destroy all validity of the Bible. And Christians are just kind of standing there uneducated and not truly embracing the word of God for what they are to help people understand that, hey, that's not the truth. This is the truth. Only less than 20% of Christians actually read the Bible. That's it. And that's a highball number. I've, I've, there's, there's, I've, I saw many different statistics. I saw like 10% of people. I saw like 12% of people. You know, But pretty much out of 100 people, <clears throat> excuse me, out of 100 people, less than 20 of them actually read the Bible. So what does that do for discipleship? What does that do for deliverance? What does that do for hindrances? You know, so pretty much we live in a world, again, reality, man. We live in a world that most people will deny the Bible in an entirety. More people today lack a biblical worldview. More people today deny that the words of God, the Holy Bible, the Scripture, the Gospels, more people today will deny that it is the inspired words of God. There's just not enough evidence. There's not enough facts. But the thing is, there is. This is what I want to challenge you to do, because this is no different than the early church had to had to suffer, had to had to go through. They had to challenge themselves. You know, they were coming against the Pharisees, they were coming against skeptics, they were coming against atheists, they were coming against agnostics, because you know, not agnostic and atheism and other religions they had been here for generations. They didn't all of a sudden pop up. They were there in the early church, but it was the apostles that took the time to examine and to study the scriptures and to build up their case to put them up reliability and authenticity to tell people, hey, Jesus Christ is a Messiah. This is what the word of God said. They said it was going to be pierced for our transgressions. They said that, that he said, God said that he would not allow his holy one to undergo decay and die and remain in the grave. Peter said we are witnesses to Jesus Christ. We are his witnesses. We witness these things. John and Peter told the Pharisees, we cannot, we cannot speak 
We can not be silent of what we have seen and what we have heard. They were willing to go to their graves and die for the eyewitness thing that they saw. And although they saw these things, it still was not enough for the Pharisees. It still was not enough for the Gentiles. They needed more. See, their faith and although they saw these things and witnessed these things, it was not enough. Because, hey, they were like, that's not enough for me. That could be your own biased opinion. You could be lying to me. Like, how do I know that you're telling the truth? So the disciples like, okay, cool. I'm not going to argue with you. But you know what? I'm going to go one step further. I want you to believe this so much. I want you to believe that Jesus Christ so much that I'm going to go examine the scriptures furthermore and truly dive into the dive into the prophecy that God said that I'm going to let my Messiah come and die for me. He would need to die and he would need to come back. And then that was in that time. You see, now we have another issue that is <clears throat> popped up over the horizon is how factual and reliable are the scriptures. You know, is the Bible true? How do we know it's true? And that's the question I want to ask yourself. And that's the question I really want you to truly challenge yourself and kind of go look and study more on the authenticity of the words of God. Because this is the number one question I always get from skeptics is how do I know the Bible is true? It was written by man. And it can become irritating at times, right? I get that. But understand, we have to have a form of compassion and grace and mercy that most, most, most individuals that you will talk to that bring that question upon only say that question because that is only what they have been taught. No one has ever sat with them and laid out the evidence in front of them saying, hey man, this is what the words of God say. He was pierced for our transgression. You see, not only now that what we must have an evidence based stuff of our own faith and what God did for us, it only, it only further equips us and, and, and stretches our credibility to be like, this is what the gospel say about Jesus Christ. This is how much he loves you. He was prophesied in the Old Testament. God said, this, God said Jesus Christ was going to come in this form and die for us. Evidence. Also, the reliability and authenticity of the Bible is by far the most accurate and authentic piece of historical document today. Nothing comes close to it. Because this is a challenge and a challenge and a question that's going to come upon you. And we only believe these things because I did at once upon a time. <clears throat> Most people do. Because we're only taught what, they, what, the, what, what the world wants, wants us to know. We're only taught not to believe in God. Because everything has to have an explanation. Right? So I want to challenge you. So I want to challenge you with that today. Because again, we didn't have they didn't, the early church didn't have to go and, and talk to people about the authenticity of the Bible, and to kind of give you some more insight and kind of equip you for the more is we can we know this by scripture, <clears throat> we know they didn't question the authenticity of the Bible. It was too soon for legend to to begin, because we know from according to scripture dating back to probably about <clears throat> anywhere between two to four years after Jesus was crucified, that Paul met. Jesus on the road to Damascus within three years, right? And other people witnessed these things. They saw the light that blinded Paul, right? And then after that, Paul took off to Arabia for three years. So that was six years in total. Six years later, after being taught by the Holy Spirit, Paul returned back to Jerusalem to preach the gospel, to tell people about Jesus Christ, to give them evidence that he's built up 
a case he built up to withstand the scrutiny of the Pharisees, the Greeks, the Gentiles, everybody else not believing in Jesus Christ. But Paul had the evidence. Paul had the eyewitness statement. Paul had the testimony. Paul had transformation. Paul had it all to where people could either take the take take it and believe in what believe in the evidence, believe in the facts, and give it to them, lead them to their faith. Lead them to the boat. Lead them to the cliff. The apostles were like, look, this is what the this is what the words of God say. I gave in you all that I could. This is the facts. I want you to believe in this, but I can't make you. But I want to give you everything that you have. I want to give you all the facts. I want to give you all the evidence so you can make a firm decision not to be distracted by anybody else and the other ideologies. You believe that? You believe the theory of evolution. You believe the, 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 the Big Bang Theory. Okay, under what evidence do you have to prove that stuff exists? Whenever the words of God are continually being proved the validity every single day, it goes all the way back. So we have that as a great commission to make disciples, to challenge our faith, to bring it to the most skeptic and be like, man, I want you to understand. I know you got questions. Let me know your questions. But it's up to us to equip ourselves with the slight bit of knowledge. I'm not saying you have to have the whole Bible memorized. I'm not saying you, you need to go to school to be a world-renowned historian, a historical scholar. No. I just want you to start asking yourself some difficult questions. Because we live in a very skeptical, deceived, manipulative world run by the spirit of the Antichrist to get more people to deny the existence of God, to believe in other gods, to deny Jesus Christ, to get the world to believe that Jesus Christ did not resurrect from the dead. All lies, under based off of no evidence. But yet, no one questions if their, if, if their belief is actually true. To believe that, do I believe in, is there any factual evidence for what I believe in? Again, it doesn't always have to be like this. Because most people will come to God. Most people will come to Jesus off of their faith. Right? Something happened to them. But I just want to broaden your horizon. And that's what I heard God tell me. He's like, it's faith enough. And then after there's a whole week of me boggling with this. This very daunting question that has, you know, caused a lot of sleepless nights and pages upon pages of notes and hours upon hours of reading. I had to really come to a conclusion. It's not always enough. Over 90% of the world will not believe the miracle that you witnessed. It changes our perspective and it changes the shift in how we disciple we could just walk away and plant the seed and, you know, but the world will continue to feed them with more evidence proving that God does not exist or proving that our statements is false because they have more evidence. I mean, it's, it's, it's natural in all reality is less Christians have a really a built up case to, to disprove the validity of the Big Bang Theory, to disprove the validity of the of the theory of evolution, you know, to disprove other religions. And because other people are more equipped and better knowledge, although they're deceiving and although it's wrong and although there's discrepancies and errors in all of their ideologies and their theories, yet they have more knowledge to back it up. But like I said earlier, 
Well, but when it comes to a lot of the churches, we don't. There's only nothing but prosperity and this and good messages talking about, but there's no edification. I'll go, and again, it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. I get that. But I just want to kind of equip you with a different realm of arsenal and challenge yourself. Because it's challenged me all week. Truly has. You know, we're called to make disciples. It's a great commission. We're called to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Right? You know, we're called to, 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 to bring hope to the hopeless. And to lead people to the cross. 